Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode of the Jack Inslee is all about We Are the Champions, now streaming on Netflix. Jack and I started watching and discussing sports documentaries right around the time that the coronavirus really kicked in the high gear, or began, in the United States of America. We started with The Last Dance, and uh, for a while now, way too long, we've been doing these episodes. Uh, we Are the Champions is sort of about sports, depending on your definition of sports. I enjoyed the first episode of this series so, so much. And if you have 30 minutes, it's a great way to spend 30 minutes. A great way to spend some money is to donate to this podcast. Um, things have changed quite dramatically, and that is why we now have a Patreon account for the first time ever. So please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody.com. It's in this podcast description. It's on our About page. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the champions. Thanks to our friend Allison Lane, we watched We Are the Champions, a a show, a miniseries that is quite popular on Netflix. Jack, what did you think of We Are the Champions? Damn, Brandon got me back on Netflix again. Oh, you um, liked it that much? No, no, no. I just rarely watch Netflix. Oh. Um, I loved the first episode a Oh, lot. same. Oh, my God. And, Perfect. Uh, We'll run down episode by episode, but I do think it started. It got worse progressively. I'm, I'm, I've watched four episodes, but mm -hmm. man, this first one about the cheese run, amazing. Yeah, and the perfect thing about it is you don't really need to know any more about it. It was, it wasn't too short. It wasn't too nope. long. It was the Goldilocks of cheese running stories. It was perfect, and some of the establishing shots are some of the best cinematography I've seen all year. Yeah, truly. But again, like, it's weird when I think of some of these Netflix series and how they're produced, because I didn't feel like the rest of the series, maybe it gets better, like, none of it came close for me, camera-wise, story-wise, copywriting, none of it was as good as the first. Do you feel like that? A hundred percent. In fact, I would say that each episode is placed perfectly. The... First episode is the best episode. The second episode is the second best episode. The third episode is the third best episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then it just kind of like gradually gets worse. But the thing is, let's look at this if it was sequenced differently. Is that how bingeable TV works? I don't think so because this is so different. And this is not like something like, okay, this is not Love Island or I don't even know why I referenced that. I've never actually seen Love Island. But this is not some reality show. This is like this this looks like films short films that were <laughs> produced over a long long time that a lot of research went into with really really good graphics and like it it looks like corners have not been cut expenses have not been spared so this is not typical i think of bingeable reality tv i i'm not calling it bingeable reality tv i'm i'm, I'm saying there's this kind of new thing that happens with these streaming mediums where like my guess is a lot of time, energy, and elbow grease went into this pilot episode of mm -hmm. the Cheese Run thing. And that's yeah. what they sold it. Uh, they sold the series on that. And they said, here's one of them. Do you want more? And Netflix says, yes, we'll take six. And then they make the next five where the quality is just less because they're now trying to make five of these things where, you know, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I do. really clear to me as I watched this. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. That being said, I still think it's worthwhile. If if you have Netflix, this is worth your time, at least the first episode. And I really enjoyed the second episode. Oh, yeah. No, like I said, I, I went in planning to watch one, and I watched four back to back to back. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm in, you know? This is great. Do you know? Do you know why you're watching these at this point? 
I mean, we, we started this because of the last dance and the, the pandemic. The last dance is long over. The pandemic is far from over. Do you know why you're still watching sports documentaries with me? No, no, no. I'm just in, in a fugue state of digesting sports content. If you had anything better to do, would you be watching these shows and talking about them with me? Uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, I think I'm always down for a deep dive on, on mm-hmm. why we care for sport and what role it plays in our brains. And I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I, I think, think I've cracked this in the last thing. like four we've watched of like, oh, this is why. And I, I'm no longer apologizing for enjoying sport. And it's so clear to me why, at least of, at least on November 25th, 2020, why I say these things. And it's pretty simple. It's if you are an athlete, if you follow a sport, if you're, at all related to a team or or a thing and it makes you get up the next day it's easier to get up the next day you yeah. can't you can't be an athlete without hope you can't be a sports fan without hope this is coming from a longtime chicago cubs fan like it, it through years of losing it doesn't matter you're a knicks fan man and you you still root for the knicks like you have to have hope you have to have a reason to get up and this is this could be that and in the darkest of times which is now a cheese rolling show on Netflix is providing a wonderful little light that is really well put and i mean you see it time and time again the the passage of time through mm-hmm. sport yeah and in this cheese run you know you you see a woman who broke records and then she's getting too old but it's it's a way to count years right because they Mm -hmm. do it once a year and then you lose this one you have a year to train and i think you're right you're onto something here it's kind of like getting through a pandemic where it's like well there's something tomorrow there's another gamer tomorrow we'll Mm -hmm. see who else the next sign and then we'll see what the draft picked is like absolutely and it's so nice and I and I completely understand those people that say, well, sports is a treat for society. I get it. I totally do. But the World Series was played during the last pandemic. You know, like, don't you, you can't stop. You could delay no. for sure. And it's completely okay to delay. Like, I think the Olympics did the right thing delaying a year. And moving to a bubble is clearly the superior move than just like playing. I mean, having that thing is making everything a little bit better. 100% man and I mean for these like lol sports ball people that mm-hmm. really turn their nose up at, I mean politics is some form of this as well for many people in oh, the way that sure. they can and the way that they consume things and it's like waking up to it's the same shit man um, and of course it's not <laughs> but in, in terms of how these things are consumed and, and the function they serve in our day-to-day life it's like kind of you know same same world what I enjoyed about this more than the majority of sports documentaries that we watch is the consistent uh, presence of alcohol. And I didn't think that was going to be a thing when we started this specific series because I don't know if you remember the the woman that you're referencing in the cheese rolling episode. She at one point is like, oh, for the second time, I just I was up all night partying. So I just went straight oh, from yeah. the party to running the cheese thing and I won. And then the next time she ran, she was in a year of sobriety. So that was interesting. And then the second episode, which was, was that the yo-yos? The peppers, I, peppers. The peppers, I the peppers, the peppers, exactly. The peppers, 
the majority of them had seemingly at one point or another had substance abuse problems and they've replaced that with the peppers. And I didn't see that coming and it totally makes sense. Everyone needs an outlet. And if you were a binge drinker or an alcoholic or whatever, and you're now able to practice yo-yos or eat hot peppers or run down a hill, I kind of think it's probably better for you. And that's nice. And now you have this wonderful community where you've replaced your bar community with your hill running community. Absolutely. And I think that is the running thread for all of this. And it kind of humanizes it in a way where like, yeah, every outcast, every fuck up, no matter how old you are, what point in your life, you can find something to rechannel that energy towards. And we're all kind of doing that in our own way through this pandemic as well. Um, so, you know, I, f- I found this to be pretty good and poignant at least through four episodes. Um, man, the hot pepper eating contests were uh, hard to watch at some spots. Confusing maybe is the word. I think I'm confused by that one the most. Confused from w- which a medical standpoint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I were discussing this, like how messed up are their bodies? So for those that haven't seen it, every episode is 30 minutes. This one's, Probably the most, no, the first one's the most cringeworthy for the injuries, but this is the second most cringeworthy for the toll the uh, Scovilles take on your body. Uh, they do a very good job setting the scene of um, how hot certain peppers are, and this the, the man that essentially created ghost peppers has decided, I will have the preeminent uh, pepper eating competition. We go, we, we learn about all the contestants in a, in a very well done way. And then we watch them seemingly torture themselves. Now, when they have to throw in the towel, they tend to drink a glass of milk and then try to throw up as mo- as soon as possible. Is that correct? Look, look to be that way. Okay. But it's not possible to throw up every single thing you ate, right? So if peppers, if like a normal spicy dish might keep you up at night, imagine a billion of them, like... Have there been any studies done? I mean, I could have Googled this. Have there been any studies done of like long-term intestinal damage due to peppers? These are the same questions I was asking myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very weird that that whole sub-community of people. I mean, the weird thing, I guess all four episodes, though, the, the common thread here is that like there really is no barrier of entry for any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you're watching The Last Dance or some of these other basketball docs where it's like, okay, you were seven foot six in India. Like this is yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're going to do. You were, These seem, I don't know, part of you, maybe this is just me, part of me is always like, I wonder I wonder if I could have been a good yo-yoer if I did that. Yeah, let's go kid. through the or, list. You could run down a hill for sure, at least as of right now in your life. You could run down a hill at this point oh, in your I life. I wanted you, to, yeah. I was like, that looks cool. I would do yeah. it. it. You could ingest a pepper ago. right now if you needed to. Yep. You could practice yo-yo if you wanted to. You could cut hair if you wanted to. And then yeah. the other ones you didn't make, the dog dancing you could do if you wanted to. And I if can't you want, dunk a basketball no matter how hard exactly. I want. So this begs the question, are these sports? Hell yeah, right? I mean, where what's the line between organ? And that this is a great question posed in episode one. Like, what is organized sport? She and the woman that runs the cheese thing. She's like, I organized this. What the hell are you talking about? This is sanctioned. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that was more of a legal issue. <laughs> I get it, but it also applies to what I'm saying here, right? Like, where do, where what is organized? Yeah, that's fair. It's a sport. You know, they're renting out a convention center for both a hair competition and a yo-yo competition. Those are organized sports with judges and rankings and mm-hmm. scores. Yeah, these are all sports. It's weird because. Just like real, like quote unquote real sports, 
it seems like half of these rules are very concrete and easy to understand, and the other ones are just like arbitrary. Oh, I was lost in the yo-yo one. I yeah. was like, why was that person better than this person? None of it made sense to me. The haircutting one is also obviously just like, I don't know, whatever, the prettiest one. I mean, sure, but that there was a lot of... I mean, that's all style. Kind of reminded me of voguing and ballroom. And, that and I consider of... ballroom and drag art, but I also consider sure. drag sports, where I don't know if I consider ballroom sport. I guess oh, I do. Ballroom is definitely sport. Then, then, yeah, then this is sport. I'm cool with it. I think it's great. Um, out of any of the episodes that we consumed, I'd say that the hair one is the one that could have stood its own, on its own season. Yeah, if that's your thing, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad it's just this. It's a good introductory to that world. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about that. Yeah, I think overall, very worthwhile series. Uh, the Hill one is the only one I kind of want to try myself. I mean, right? You can't help but have that urge while you watch it. My wife did not have just, that urge. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> the The kid in me is like, you, you, you sort of, most of us, I think, remember what it feels like to tumble down a hill. Mm-hmm. And it looks very dangerous, but there's this part of you that's like, I don't know, I think I could do it. They never go over this. Can you wear a helmet and could you wear a mouth guard and could you I, wear pads of any sort? I wondered the same, but I was very confused as to why almost every uh, person competing, even the champs, the the woman Flo, was that her name? Um, she wear jeans on. She had like jeans and a sweater. I was like, why? Why not just put joggers on at least? It's Maybe weird because when they're it. practicing her, like when she's practicing her run, she's wearing like workout gear. <laughs> But I, then I thought maybe denim is better protective against yeah, that's, like that's what like I thought maybe too. Maybe that's what denim's actually made for, right? Why not do a like a bike short situation where you got a padded butt or like a hockey short situation and then Hell if I know. jeans? I I I had many questions. Um one of my favorite parts of that episode was when they compared the male champion to Usain Bolt. Yeah. They're like, well, technically he's faster. <laughs> At first you're like, that's stupid, but then like by the two sentence explanation, you're like, no, that, that checks out. Yeah, sure. He's faster. He's technically faster. Yeah, technically. Did, have you ever seen Mr. Bolt run down a hill? I have not. Not like that. Would you be willing to do the running of the hill with other people? Yeah. That's the thing I don't know if I would be happy to do. Oh, you don't want to get, like, knocked into by others. Yeah. Exactly. I just don't yeah. think I could do that. Like, I would do the run solo to see if I would want to do it with other people. Look, man, if you were up drinking all night and you were wasted, you might No, I'm still too old. I'm 37. I'm still too old. Okay, fine. I'm Me up night. drinking all night is like, now I have to deal with a screaming toddler in the morning. It's not... It's not time to run down a hill, even if I want to run down said hill. Well, it could be good stress relief to nope. throw yourself down a nope, hill. Nope, because no. then it's like, I know I got to deal with this. I got to go up the hill to deal with the kid. It's not worth it. Would you ever eat one ghost pepper in the way that like people on the YouTube channel seem no. to do that? I don't oh, wait, wait. Is there a cash prize? No, but that, that brings up an interesting point that was very confusing in that episode as to why was the prize a thousand dollars that's it yeah these people were putting themselves through hell and it was like for a chance to win hold on thousand dollars it seemed like all of the contestants in this contest were provided uh lodging and travel expenses oh that's fair true enough so if you're the school teacher in in england and they're like i want a trip to north carolina or whatever that was or south carolina yeah, why not? I don't care. 
So you would not eat one without money. No. The, the pepper eating became kind of like trendy because everybody on YouTube would, you know, they they show it in the intro of this episode. I think mm. this kind of you know, montage of YouTube videos. You wouldn't do it. I mean, if I'm uh, if I'm a guest on Hot Ones, sure, but that's totally different than like pull, like what these people are doing. You weren't just curious. There was a part of me that was just curious. No, it's because like I don't I'm, understand it because it doesn't taste good. You do not like spicy food. I love spicy food. Like punishingly spicy. That's the thing. If it's punishingly spicy, it's usually because the meat has gone bad. <laughs> You've never had like a really really spicy uh, papaya salad from like a legit Thai place. Yes, or... I have. But you're that's right not that? what this is. No, you're right. These are ju- these are modified in the last twenty years because of a trend. I'm talking about having one of the entry level peppers here. That's not what I'm thinking. Ghost peppers. Isn't that? Yeah, I mean that's the, not the, the entry level. That's, things far that's in most competitions. That's peppers. the final pepper. Hmm. I don't know. There was a part of me that wanted to just like maybe take a tiny bite. Just this is like this uh, curiosity. Yeah, I don't. If if it's part of a dish, that's good. A hundred percent, yes. Not but just for the sake of, not for the sport. That's not the sport for me. <laughs> it's not. Be. I'd rather run down the hill. All right. Maybe I wouldn't. I'm thinking about this. Did you ever uh, do yo-yos when you were a kid? No, did you? Mm-mm. I mean, I had a yo-yo. Yeah, me too, but I couldn't do anything with it. If yeah, I was but lucky, did you care to like... learn how to do anything with it? No. Yeah. I, I, no. I am glad. It's It's one of those things where I am so glad everyone has a thing. You know what I mean? Well, do you think these would exist as sports without the internet? Yeah, the yo-yo competition was like 75 years old. Okay, but the pepper one, when you no. see the convention center and the way it was packed and the way that these kids across you know, different countries and states all have this weird community. I don't know. I found it pretty fascinating, the idea of like the community building through internet that happens in these weird niche pockets, sort of like the Rubik's Cube thing we watched as well. 100%. The Rubik's Cube and the yo-yo thing, you, they're the same in terms mm-hmm. of the, the type of clientele that they attract. And I do think they would both exist, but not... They probably actually would be at the convention center level. Because I these are the kind of people that seem to have like interest in buying trade publications of said yo-yos and Rubik's Cubes. Trade publications, so crazy, but I guess it's a real thing. Like how many contestants on Jeopardy 30 years ago would have qualified for the Rubik's Cube competition or the yo-yo competition? I'd say like, I don't know, a third? Uh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, super smart people that have very niche hobbies will find each other. I don't what think did- the internet, if anything, is helping these people. Where would you draw the line of defining a sport? Like, did any of these things for you not feel like sport? Where, you know, where are you drawing that line? I guess the sixth episode, which you haven't seen yet, and then the... Which is about what? Frog jumping. Okay. Uh, The other one, do you consider the dog show a sport? I have to watch it. I haven't seen that episode. I mean, in theory... Yes. So I if you guess. consider the dog show, just the Westminster dog show, a sport, then yes, this is clearly a sport. Um, I, I think, think the I hair do. would be the least one because it's more art. Yeah. I think when, when subjectivity kind of is the main deciding factor, it stops feeling like sport. But then yeah. again, I mean, we're like the running of the hill is like, then? that's the most basic idea of sport. Mm-hmm. It's a race, but 
tilted down. It makes it more difficult. Incredibly difficult. And the yo-yo one, I guess, would be like the second not sport sport. Why? That's 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 a competitive sport. Yeah, I it's like of the snowboarding. Six. It's yeah, like no, any I'm, sport where tricks are the thing that get you points, right? Sure, like, exactly. It, it makes it a little bit more. Or figure skating. These kids are like figure skaters, you know, with a kind routine of. and a song and like flair, but technical moves. Yeah. Some shit. Uh, does figure skate? Do you enjoy watching figure skating? It's been a very long time since I've seen any figure skating, but sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I love watching that stuff during the Olympics, and then I think about it for like, I don't know, a minute, and I'm like, oh, these people's lives are hard, and there's so many <laughs> abusive people around them, and the payoff is so minimal. I hope they all win gold. Yeah. Yep. Unlike, I don't know, hockey, where I'm like, oh, you're all fine. <laughs> yeah. I like your theory about sport, though, and um, looking forward to another day. I think. Are you happy the NBA is coming back sooner than originally planned? Yeah, man, that's where I was going with this. It's like the fact that we just had the NBA Finals and we had a draft soon after, and in a few weeks we'll be playing basketball again. Seems like the greatest gift from the universe for you know my sanity and uh, as a Knicks fan, do you feel like you have a better chance of doing anything interesting because of this weird timeline? Yeah. I'm into this timeline. Cause it's a throwaway year. There are no fans. Knicks are usually so impatient. So like we, I think tend to bring in these old washed up stars. Cause Dolan wants to fill mm-hmm. seats in the garden and without fans, it's like, yeah, guess what? We're going to suck. This is a rebuilding year and there are no fans to boo us. There are no, sports center clips of fans with paper bags on their head or anything like that. <laughs> it just swallow the pill. We're going to really suck this year. And I'm very, very excited for 